Everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And today we're going to talk about Star Wars and other things, but mostly Star Wars. Actually, we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about something Yoda said. Um, I wanted to start this episode just by saying, if anybody out there is having a really bad time right now, you are not alone. Um, I don't want to get into it because. I've been asked not to, but some people who are very close to me are having some serious health problems right now. And if I sound a little down or distracted, then that's what it is. And to any of my friends and family who are listening, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you probably don't know the person involved. So don't worry about it. But, you know, if... I don't know. So if I sound a little bit down, that's why. And I just thought I should say that up from the top because I am known for having some depressive issues and that's not what it is. It's just life. His life is a many splendid thing. Okay. So last week I did an episode that I thought would have uh, generated much more discussion than it did titled How George Lucas Made the Perfect Prequel. And... In it, I discussed the Clone Wars and said that, you know, there was a lot of things that happened in the Clone Wars that I really, really liked and that I would like to take some time and actually do a series going into the Clone Wars and, you know, discussing events that took place there. And the story I'm going to talk about today is actually from the first arc of the story. So if you're not familiar with Clone Wars, it was an animated series that George Lucas made, I believe, in association with Disney, which is why I think some people think that it's a Disney program and not something that George Lucas wanted to do. In fact, when Disney was done with the series and George wasn't, he took the final season to Netflix and put it up over there. So all of this occurred prior to Disney buying LucasArts. It is an animated series that if you're familiar with the um, classic Doctor Who series, it's kind of like that. It involves smaller story arcs that usually break up an event over one, somewhere between one to four episodes. And each episode being a story contains story within itself within itself but generally building on the one before it in these kind of like three often three sometimes four episode arcs and then we go off to a different place and a different series of events and that's how the whole series ran um with few exceptions um one of the things that this did for the series is it gave it the ability to be a bit more epic, even though it was only running 22 minute episodes, because 
in fact, for every storyline, it was doing a 66-minute episode, if you will, because if you put all three parts together, it was kind of making a short movie. The brilliance of this format was they could focus on telling a small story that you need to tell in a 22-minute episode, but by breaking up a larger story that would take you know three episodes to tell to do that they were able to fit each episode into a grander arc without having to you know get into some of the issues that other shows do by doing season long arcs it it worked out really really well and if you are interested in watching the clone wars and you haven't started yet don't worry the bit of the episode that I actually want to talk about today is not really a spoiler. Um, okay, so in the first arc of the series, we have Yoda going to meet with the king, I believe, of the Toydarians, the race that Watto was from in the prequel series. And Asajj Ventress meet, beats him there, and he has to basically take himself and a small contingent of clone troopers through a jungle that is just infested with um, the Confederacy's dro droid army. And... It kind of turns into a bet because the Todarians basically say to Ventress that you're telling me that the Jedi aren't worth having on my side. Well, this is basically one Jedi against your entire army. If Yoda makes it to us, then that kind of proves your point is a lie. And it's a really interesting episode. I might actually talk about more things that happen in it in a future breakdown but one of the things that really moved me most and what I actually want to kind of talk about on this episode is one moment in particular so Yoda is running around with these clone troopers and one of them makes the offhand comment that we're all the same and Yoda stops and says, no, 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 take your helmets off. Take your helmets off. In the Force, you are all very different. You each have your own personality. You have your own experiences. You have differentiated from each other. So while you may all be clones and all from the same source, you are all different in the Force. And this has always been one of those moments in Star Wars that has meant a lot to me and especially with everything that's going on in my life right now i've been thinking about it a lot now please don't check out if you think i'm going to go into some kind of mystical mumbo jumbo at this point you know i am a very spiritual person but i, I don't even think you have to look at these words in some kind of a supernatural way for them to make sense i don't think that that's necessary i think you can go that way if you want to but i don't think that it's necessary Joseph Campbell, who I th almost feel like you can't talk about Star Wars without talking about him, 
because he was one of George Lucas's mentors and inspired George Lucas to do the original Star Wars story. And so when you look at his own philosophy, Joseph Campbell always talked about the energies that we have in our bodies, the energies that make us who we are. And when he talked about this, he was referring to our anger, our passion, our love. You know, basically, he equated the word emotion or passion with energy. And when you start thinking about it that way, it kind of makes sense. As somebody who has a bad temper and is prone to anger, which I know surprises some people because I've worked very hard over my life to be able to control it. But, you know, I, I'm, I, I have an issue getting angry a lot. And starting to conceive of that anger as an energy that's moving through me that can be channeled and focused and used for other means was actually one of the things that really helped me get over some of my issues with anger management. The same is true with my depressive experiences. Seeing that as an energy that is moving through my system and that needs to be moderated and channeled and controlled has also helped me deal with a lot of that. So I find the analogy of the energies moving through us, you know, being our emotions, being our passions, being those things that sometimes just well up inside of you out of nowhere. Sorrow, sorrow is almost an easy one to see this way because I think a lot of us have had that experience. And if you haven't, count yourself very fortunate where you just feel, feel it building and building and building until almost like a circuit breaker pops and you just start sobbing. And after that, there's this kind of release, this kind of relief that comes because that circuit breaker popped and you were allowed, you were able to cry. And there are times when that sorrow is just so overwhelming that you just want to and you can't. And you just want that you know, circuit breaker to pop so that, you know, you will, you know, shed some tears and have some catharsis and feel better at the end of the day. So whether or not you want to see the force as, you know, it's portrayed in the series as, you know, the energy that connects and binds all life together or a metaphor for the energies within your body that, you know, help you to do the things that you do, your appetites, your hungers, your desires, your emotions, your passions. I think both are equally effective. And I don't think that you can look, even if you're the kind of person that would look at the force as something that actually exists, right? Some kind of energy that ties us all together. I don't think that that idea really matters if you're not simultaneously looking at those energies, those powers, those desires, those appetites, those passions as elements or types of energy moving through you that can be, you know, 
moved around for better or for worse. And sometimes they can get the better of you. And sometimes, you know, it's just not there when you want it to be. Creativity is a good example of that. And it's just this beautiful moment in this episode where he's talking to these clone troopers and explaining to them that through the force he can see them and see them as something unique. And I don't know, I find that empowering in such an amazing way because, yeah, I know that I'm not like a lot of other people. I have people remind me of that way too often. But at the same time, under, you know, having a metaphor through which I can look at and understand that difference within myself, it's been so empowering throughout my life. And to have it so wonderfully set up and explained as it is by Yoda in this particular episode it 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 means the world to me and so it's something that i kind of want to spend some time discussing with you all so that you can understand your own specialness because i think we suffer from brad birdism way too much if you're not familiar with who that is he did both of the incredibles movies he's done other stuff too but most people would recognize, especially what I'm citing here from his interest in the his his work in the Incredibles, you know that that statement by Dash, you know everyone, you know when you know Flexigal says, you know everyone's special, and Dash says that's just a nice way of saying no one is, because we do live in a world where we're often told, no, you're special, everyone's special in their own way. You know, everyone's unique in their own way. And that does, from time to time, kind of make you feel like Dash. Well, if everybody's special, then nobody's special. But that's not the case. That's not true. Each of us have our own, you know, set of energies moving within us that make us separate and distinct in the Force, like Yoda said. And so for me... That's my interest in art and creativity and music and writing and the stories that I tell, which are different from the stories that other people tell. And, you know, my expression of gender differs from a lot of other people's. And there's just so much in there. But before we fully talk about this and explore it, let's uh, take a moment for today's sponsor and we're back so before the break we were talking about how everyone is <laughs> i really feel weird about this everyone is special in their own way and we've had some really good plays on that lately in film i think the best one being the lego movie with the craggle and the special who will be able to stop the craggle and you know this is it's a hard topic to talk about, even for me, because it sounds so saccharine sweet and it sounds so cliche and it's hard, even for me, who, like I said, I really want to talk about this, to not feel like I'm blowing smoke up your skirt, but that's not what I'm doing. You know, everyone 
has something. Everyone has a collection of some things. And whether it's a special talent, which I've noticed throughout my life, most people have a special talent, even when they don't recognize that they have a special talent for cooking or writing or poetry. Or I have a friend who is a master with playlist creation. Like they can read a room like they're, they're a natural born DJ. They can read a room and know the perfect song to put on at the moment. And the song after that to, you know, keep everyone in a good place so that they are all having fun. And that's such a wonderful, wonderful gift to have. And what I would challenge you with, if you don't already feel like you know what it is that makes you special and unique in the force, that you take some time today, tomorrow, and the next day to hunt down and find what that is. Find what it is that makes you feel special. What is it that makes you special? It could just be that you're a good reader. That That's a glorious gift to have. It's actually one that I wished I had because I, I love to write and I love to read, but I'm a very slow reader and I am slightly dyslexic. So I have a really hard time reading and I often have a hard time recalling things that I've read, which is one of the reasons why I've defaulted to audiobooks so much over the years, you know, for my own entertainment. That's a special thing. It may not feel special, but it is. You know, everyone has something. You know, I have an aunt. I had an aunt. Unfortunately, she's passed. But, you know, I had an aunt who had this uncanny second sense of when somebody was going to need a pick-me-up. And she would just pick up a, a card and send it to you. And I, I remember so many times when, you know, she lived in Missouri and I lived in California at the time. And I would go out to my mailbox and there would be a card in there from her, just a silly little joke card. And she'd just write in there, I hope you're having a good day. I was thinking about you. And it would just make my day because, you know, something, you know, life was hard for a long time when we lived out in California. A lot of stuff happened. But it would really make my day. It really made things feel better. It made me feel better. And that's a gift. And I, I talked to her about it a couple times. And she just would look at me and laugh and go, you know, it's nothing special. I'd just be at the store and I would see a card and I'd think of you and think, oh, I bet, you know, they'd like that card. And then buy it and send it. But that's, that's a gift. I don't have that gift. Like, I never see a greeting card and think to myself, you know, I bet so-and-so would like to have that. That's not something that I do. That's not something natural to me. And it was so natural to her that she didn't realize how special it was. And she didn't realize how much it helped, you know, in some of the dark times that I had to get just out of the blue this card just out of the blue, it would just arrive. That's a special, special kind of gift. You know, I've got a friend who lives really far away and 
whenever I'm having a really bad day or, you know, I'm really thinking about something, you know, and starting to ruminate on it, she has this uncanny knack of just texting me and sending me inappropriate gifts that makes me laugh. And she has no reason to know, because as you all know, I'm not the best at being on social media. So it's not like I'm sending out signals that, oh, oh, it's it's coming on. The dark times are here, you know, because, you know, I'm not the best at communicating through social media. But she knows anyway, and she just contacts me out the blue. That's a gift. You could be a writer. You could be an actor. You could be a singer. I know some people whose voices just light up a room. I know some people whose smiles light up a room. It doesn't have to be a grand thing. And it could be something that to you feels so small, so simple, so insignificant that you want to write off. But when you look and see how you're actually affecting the lives of the people around you, that could be the most beautiful thing in the universe. That could be the most wonderful thing in the universe. We are all unique in the force. There's something about us, each and every one of us, that makes us different, that makes us special. And I really want you to make sure that you find yours. And I would love to hear it. This this is one of those times where normally at the end... I say to go download the Anchor app, follow Project Shadow over there, and send a a voice message. Click the voice message button. But this is one of those times where I'd really love for you all to do it. If 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 you would, just load up your app store on whatever device you're on. Look for the Anchor app. Follow Project Shadow. Download it. Follow Project Shadow. And send me that one minute message about what what it is that makes you special i would love to do an episode just sharing your specialness with the group and sharing your specialness with everyone else i think that would be amazing i think it would be so much fun and you can keep it anonymous like you don't have to say your name and trust me we're a small community but we're spread out throughout the world so i don't think you have to worry about people recognizing your voice if you want to be anonymous You could just, you know, call in and tell me what it is. I think that would be amazing. So if you have the moment to do it, please do that. I I think that that would help so many other people out. Because, you know, I'm reluctant to talk about the things that I think make me special. And a lot of that comes from the fact that I am kind of the group mom for a lot of people. You know, I take care of people and when they're having a bad time, they come to me and I listen to their problems and if I have advice, I give it, but a lot of times I just listen. And I'm one of those people that I don't see that as special, but I'm told by others that it is. And so I have to accept that about myself and you might have to learn to accept it about yourself too. You know, I think one of the weirdest things that's happened in our culture that even though we've kind of gotten to a place where we're always talking about how people, how everyone is special and everybody's unique and everybody has a talent that makes them special. 
I I think we talk about it so much that it doesn't sink in. You know, it's one of those ideas that's so ubiquitous that you just kind of accept it. Okay, yeah, everybody's special in their own way. And that's it. That's as far as the idea goes. And you don't stop to think about it. And you don't take that time to figure out how you are, you know, you yourself are special. Because I think that's really important for your own self-esteem and for your own sense of self-worth. Because I know I've known people that I've had to really get to see what it is about them that is special and unique and wonderful in this world so that they could understand that they have value. They have intrinsic value and it doesn't, you have value even if you don't share it, but you have so much more when you do. That's why, you know, if you're a writer, you should write you should put it up on Wattpad or put it up on your own blog or what have you, wherever you can put it out there, put it out there, let people read it because it might help someone. It might, to make somebody's day you never know you should share it same with your poetry if you're a poet or if you're a singer or if you just like lip syncing to music videos i mean think about how many people are making others happy just by doing silly lip syncs on what is it tiktok now you know it doesn't take some grand amazing outpaced thing it doesn't have to be the biggest most important thing in the universe to matter to someone you know i was watching trigger warning by killer mike over the weekend and there's an episode where he goes to a school and i'm not gonna talk about that too, episode too much because it is not safe for work a lot of that show is not safe for work but he's talking to kids and his point is that kids think unrealistically because he's talking to these kids and they're all like, I'm going to be the scientist who cures cancer and I'm going to go to space and I'm going to be president. And yes, big dreams are important. And I disagree with Killer Mike that you should tell kids you're never going to amount to anything. But I think we need to teach not only our kids, but ourselves that importance and specialness don't relate they don't correlate to big grand things not everybody is going to go to space until star trek is real right so you can be special without being an astronaut i wanted to be an astronaut when i was a kid and then i got over five six and i don't know how it is now but back then you couldn't be an astronaut if you were over five six and I was heartbroken for a very long time, but I got over it. But that's not what would have made me special. Like, even if I had become an astronaut, that's not what would have made me special. Because that's just a thing. That's, that's one thing. That's part of what makes someone special. Like, when I think of a musician like Curly, who I absolutely love, and she's got a new album coming out, and the first two singles off of it, are amazing definitely go check her out if you are not familiar with her music k-e-r-l-i she's from estonia check out her entire back catalog she's amazing i've been a huge fan for a very long time and i'm so excited for the new album but it's not just 
that her music's good. It's not just that she's got a great singing voice. It's not that just that, you know, she's very attractive and has a wonderful way with doing artistic music videos and her music videos are phenomenal. It's the kind of person that she is. And like people like her and Lizzo and others that I just absolutely adore. The thing that makes them special, yeah, they can sing really well. Yes, they're beautiful people physically. But that's not what makes them special. It's that they have a good heart. Like, I liked Lizzo's music for a long time. But what like made me truly fall in love with like her in this parasocial relationship is it was her in, interacting with her fans on Instagram as they have this feature like when you're doing a live stream that others can call in and watching her interact with her you know her fans it just it it melted my heart and the same thing's true with Curly like Curly has really been there for her moon babies which is what she calls her fans and has shared so much that had to be so painful for her to share in hopes that it would make other people's lives better. And it's that connection that really matters. So I know this has been kind of different for a kind of episode that I would normally do on this channel, on the show. If you like it, please let me know because, you know, there, you know, I'm not always going to do like, self-help motivational speeches like today but you know if you want to talk about more philosophical issues and stuff i would love to do that but you know i really want to hear from you especially i want to hear what makes you special please do those call-ins please 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 i really want to hear them if you've enjoyed this show please rate either the podcast or the episode in whatever podcast you're listening on especially if you listen on apple Podcasts, that really does help out a lot that tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people if you'd like to join the project and help us to get the message out to more people and grow the community and get me to some more conventions uh, in the show notes click the community support link the support on anchor and join up the one dollar five dollar ten dollar levels that money helps out a lot if you don't have the money, and that's okay, I thoroughly understand that. Trust me, I've been broke most of my life. Um, if you don't have the money, that's fine. Please, though, if you know of anybody who you think might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. That would also help out tremendously. And I, I hope this episode was a help to somebody. I just really felt like this is what I needed to talk about today, and I don't know. I hope it helped. So until next time, oh, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm C.E. Dorset on social media. You can find links to all that over at ProjectShadow.com. And until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.